Welcome to the Burgundy Boys Podcast, a show dedicated to our fantasy football league as we continue our journey to obtain the coveted Burgundy Jacket. I am Mackenzie Smith, joined tonight by league makes Colton Sullivan and Hayden Smith. Week six is in the books. How's it going tonight, boys? That got all over me. <laughs> That's what she said. That is a that is a that was a disappointing beer right there. It just it literally spewed everywhere. Glasses are covered. Man, I smell like a brewery. <laughs> yeah. Man, something 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 wild happened to my audio there. I'm gonna be like all confused on this recording, but that's okay. I didn't hear anything you said. We're just gonna pretend like that didn't happen. Just pretend um, it didn't happen and it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing you cracked open a beer. I cracked open a beer and it looks like I drove through a car wash. <laughs> and I smell like a brewery in the process. Well, I'll get you another one here. There we go. So that's a that's a celebratory one though, not a not a shame beer. Might might we'll see. You can call this celebratory or shame because it's a good beer for a sad cause. So whichever way you want to look at it. I'd have a beer, but I don't drink too much anymore, so <laughs> <laughs> there's a good throwback right there for you, Logan. We know you'll be listening at some point in time. Scary Harry's on the decline. He's trying to cut back. Yeah. I'm down to 15 a day now. (laughs) Getting there. Getting there. Soon I'll be able to just buy a 12 pack for the day and we'll be good. Um, all right. Well, week six is done. We're moving on to week seven. What's, what's new this week? We got Tony Brown making a comeback. Is that something we want to talk about? I don't know. You you want to talk about it. You got him. I don't know. As a, <laughs> this is oddly reminiscent of last year whenever you got Antonio Brown, isn't it? Well, it's not really, because last year there was last year it was a whole scandal. <laughs> well, yeah, so I mean it's kind of a scandal this year too, because we don't know if it's gonna get extended. Oh uh, well. It is what it is. I mean if he it didn't Listen. cost you anything at all, so it's, it's not like I'm dogging you for it. It cost you nothing. So this is, what, this is what I'm saying: is my bench is two Jets running backs and just a quarterback on by, another player on by, and just it's it's a trash world on the Pillow Fighters bench. Yeah. And so this morning I woke up and was preparing to just go through some zero dollar zero dollar bid and just switch everybody out, but there's nobody there. No, no. The, the waiver wires look like the uh, look like the shelves of a Dollar General after a tornado just blew through a town. <laughs> it was all the bread and milk, man. Need, Even the cereal need, was gone. Yeah, I need my bread and milk. But I mean, that, that's kind of the point of having the extra bench spot and kind of trying to create in the, the double flex, uh, create more depth and more trades, but yeah, slim pickings right now. Mm-hmm. We'll see about Antonio Brown. Uh, you know, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> not a lot there. Uh, anything else this week? I feel like I'm just kind of blanking on, 
news did things we, that uh, happened. Did, been did, we, did we have any interesting trades that took place before the week six games? I mean, other than whatever fellatio that was happening at Antoine's house. <laughs> Hayden, why don't you why don't you give us a rundown on that? <laughs> uh, we were all pretty lubricated after the after a big <laughs> after a big hogs win, and I was like, you know what? I have commissioner powers, so we're going to put these to good use. And they were they were all game for it. So we originally it started off where I was going to trade like Logan Benny or Logan was going to trade me Benny Snell for Derrick Henry or something. But we thought that might be a little too, like, sus, as the kids say nowadays. So we were like, all right, let's try to make this believable and just make this a giant three-way trade. And uh, we were just waiting to see everyone's reactions. And then after we processed processed it and it went through, everybody was like, oh, shit, this was actually legit. Uh, But the bad part about it was people started wanting to trade – and as cause and effect for that. So I was like, oh, this is kind of fucked up. We're giving people false hope on who's on whose team. So we ended up switching it back. What were some of the trades you were getting? Uh, Well, I know I know Luke immediately went after Derrick Henry. And then I just, me and Antoine just started sending bullshit trades to Luke just to piss him off because he wanted to be involved in the trades. We're like, all right, here you go. Here's, here's the uh, Pittsburgh defense for Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> That was up. I think at the point that Luke is at right now, he was probably willing to trade his entire team for Derrick Henry and then just start over fresh. Speaking of Derrick Henry, what a freaking monster. Yeah. 212 yards, total yards. It's yeah, it's something else. I got to make a comment, though. There's not something that I hate more right now than the word sus. It, it makes me want to punch something in the face. <laughs> Hey, that's kind of sus. You just say that. It's kind of sus. It's not. It's not. Um. Anyway, but okay. So getting into our recap this week, scary Harry is still. Go ahead. I was. I was a uh, kind of. I was kind of hoping we could bounce back after last week's installment of two fat guys on a porch. I didn't know if we could even, if that would just end this show entirely because of what a big success that was. <laughs> Two fat guys on a porch was pretty good. I, I was I was glad to listen to that one. I was still curious about who made it through that entire thing, though. I, I, oh, I definitely did. <laughs> I, I honestly wish that I could have been up there with y'all. We could have made it three fat guys on a porch. Probably would have been a whole other hour long. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you guys did really well. It was pretty pretty well done. Some good good conversation. It really wasn't very long. Hey, I mean, he got up to go get a beer. He brought Logan back a beer. I mean, it's just, yeah, it was just well, good, 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 hard, as many, good hard chatting. As many podcasts and as much media as we're exposed to, it's you can kind of pick up on the format of how to do how to do things. And I was just yeah, telling Logan, if we just if we just sit down and talk to each other, it'll be it'll be make it as good as we can. But at the same time, when you're recording something, you you uh you, you kind of talk differently. I don't know if y'all feel that like. Even if it's just us talking to seven other people or <laughs> <laughs> right now, so yeah, it's no, a, I, I, I totally agree. I get that. It it's kind of it kind of goes away away for me, but um, yeah, I mean it, it is a it's a different thing. But you guys did well, and uh, it it wasn't three hours long, so good job. 
I'm awaiting the return of two fat guys on a porch. The sequel. Yeah, whenever <laughs> whenever you need a break, man, Logan can probably make it happen. <laughs> Good to know. Um, all right, so recap this week. Scary Harry still lost in the woods on the beach or wherever. Uh, let me pull up my phone here. Let's look at this. Get, see what we got. off strippers and cocaine. That's the way so to I, do it. I can run through it here for you. I have it pulled up in front of me. Um, we can expand if we want to. I played uh, Jordan Bell, and I won 127 to 119. McKenzie, you played the Hot Spring County Dump, and not even close, 139 <laughs> to 72. Logan played Jordan Clark. Uh, lost a tough one, which we can expand on shortly, but that was 83 to 94. Forrest was at 119 to Diggins 98. And uh, Colson, your matchup against Antoine, you took the took the L in a 100 to 93. The mighty have fallen. Yeah, there's a lot of tragedy this week, but uh, let's uh, let's take a look at yours, Hayden, and see what what you guys had going there. Um, Diggins Voodoo didn't play out, right? Or, uh, uh, I think me and me and uh, all shit asses were gentlemen. Oh, I'm looking at looking at this week. My bad. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, I thought you were looking at last week. Have we skipped ahead to the next? No, week? I, that no, it's my bad. I was looking at the wrong thing. No, me and uh, me and old J Bell had a gentleman's agreement for no Diggins voodoo. So <laughs> it's always a good policy to have because yeah. there's plenty of that shit you. going on right now. Yeah. We just <laughs> it's like we COVID just, around here. We just squared up and bare knuckle boxed. You love to That's see it. all about. Yeah. As Red Foreman says, you're not mad unless you're mad enough to bear knuckle box. J-Bell, though, we were talking about it. You know, you had said before, Hayden, you know, if he had started the Buccaneers defense, uh, probably would have got a win. But having Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, I mean, I guess you can hang on to Watson for the bye that Mahomes has in week 10. But what do you what do you do with that? Hoarding some quarterbacks over here. Yeah, I guess you just don't want anybody else to uh, to be able to play him against you. But I think he will drop Deshaun Watson. Well, I, I say that, but who who the hell is he going to pick off off the waivers? I mean, we were just talking about how that place is a barren. You do waste not man. drop Deshaun Watson. There's yeah, trade he, value he, with he Deshaun Watson. Trade on that one, I think. Uh, and then at the same time, if he just started the Buccaneers' defense, he could have won. But if if that uh, Houston uh, Titans game doesn't go into overtime. I lose. Yeah, one of those you, touchdowns was a uh, overtime touchdown. I think he had like true. a 50, 52 yard reception <clears throat> in overtime too. Derrick Henry, just an absolute monster. Thirty nine points. Yeah, that was that um, was probably one of the most prolific running back days that he's had. And Derrick Henry has had huge games before. I mean, he had the the 99-yard touchdown or whatever it was at the end of the year last year, you know, uh, just stupidity. Like, the, the dude is way too fast to be that big. Yeah, yeah uh, it's really not hefty. fair. <laughs> with, my first, with my first round or 10th overall pick in Derrick Henry. Yeah. How are you, you feeling about, uh, as Logan says, uh, Dennis Johnson? Dennis Johnson, I mean <laughs> – I, I like Dennis Johnson. I especially like him because Nick, 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 Nick Chubb is hurt. So, yeah. um, it gives me somebody that got 19 carries 
I, that's that's volume. So okay. I mean, that's the uh, only a few less than Derrick Henry got. Not as productive, but the Titans just uh, not a great matchup there. I, I'd say the Titans have a pretty solid defense despite the score in this game. Wouldn't y'all say? Oh yeah, yeah I, I would agree. So Titans are Titans are in it, man. They are. They're they big were, time contenders. They were, they were just almost there last year, and yeah. I think this year they have they've made the changes they needed to make, learned from last year. I think the thing I said last week on the podcast, maybe or maybe to you or Colton at one point, is my goal now is just to try to stay afloat. So when I was able to trade Patrick Mahomes to get two players that I can play, my goal is to stay afloat until Chubb gets back, and then. In my eyes, I have a great, you know, team, but I'm sure everyone thinks that. But uh, I'm just trying to stay afloat and give myself a chance when he comes back because I'll like my running back situation when he's back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, All right, well, I think you you mentioned mine next. We're going up against the Hot Spring County dump here. Um, I'm not real sure what is there to say. I was hoping that Zeke would have a monster game so I could put up 100 on Luke, but – how bad are the Cowboys? Honestly, man, it has me worried about Zeke because their offensive line is banged up, and I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And I think they're still tied for first. Yeah, yeah. The, that division the, the is Eagles, so bad. The Eagles can pull ahead if they win on Thursday, but then if the Cowboys win again on Sunday, I think is when their game is, then they'll go right back to being tied. So that's. The, the crazy part about the NFC East. Yeah. Um, so Luke's team, honestly, just kind of getting kicked while he's down here. What? I mean, uh, oh, I know. You know, you know times are bad whenever you start Andy Dalton on his first. I was about to say and just go ahead and, and, and do this. Boy, have you lost your mind because I'll help you find it. In what world was that okay? To start, Andy, like, do you remember Andy Dalton? <laughs> I mean, it was, the, it was the sports center juju. They're like, oh, the best backup in the league by far. And now he didn't, have these, he didn't have these pro weapons. He didn't have these weapons with the Bengals. Now he's got Ezekiel Elliott behind him, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. He's got a great offensive line. Yeah, but the dude, the dude, the defense, he hasn't started a game in how long? Uh, since, since at least two player. years. Yeah, because he, he wasn't even the starter last year. That's right, because I forgot the Bengals yeah. had whatever that dude's name was that they <laughs> they kept for one year. Um, Or probably moved him to a backup, whatever so it was. I think to start Mark Ingram as an RB1 is, <laughs> bodes well, does not bode well for the dump. Yeah. He did he did get hurt, but um, not that he would have won anyway, but I think that there's some bias in that Andy Dalton pick, and I think that that uh, – doesn't look good, but um, AJ Brown coming back though, twenty points, a little bit of success. Yeah, it's the only touchdown. person on his team besides Mike Mike the Gasket Gascan. Yeah, that got double points. Well, I mean Andy Dalton, obviously, but you know, come on, our double digit points, not double points. It's a bad day. It's a bad day for the dump. Yeah. The, the 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 dump is full of trash. As they would say, yeah. Uh, He's gonna have to on go my side here, 
<laughs> on my side here, Justin Jefferson, though, nine for 11. This this guy, this is the breakout, obviously. You know, he's had, he's been pretty consistent, but um, yeah, just that was totally. 166 yards on nine catches. That's an absolutely ridiculous average. <laughs> yeah, he's getting deep bombs. But, yeah, definitely a highlight there. But anything else to say on this? Travis Kelsey was like the only tight end besides George Kittle that actually performed this week. I'll say that with a straight True. face and, and full of disappointment. Also, as a man, that as a man who started two tight ends this week. Yeah, also with that rain, you're either getting Travis Kelsey or Demarcus Robinson and not Michael Hardman, Colton, but yeah. we will get there. Actually, yeah, let's please. let's – Let's get there now. Let's just go to it. <laughs> As Scary Harry would say, let's go to the other side of the wall here. Let's go to a different team here. A different Next team. On, yeah. Next matchup. <laughs> there it is. He took a hard. He took a hard ill this week. Took a hard one, man. Didn't lose by a bunch, but she lost on the list. I um, honestly. Honestly, had faith all the way up until the final whistle that Josh Allen was going to pull it out for me. Well, you got uh, you got the rough end of the stick with you have. Oh, you would have started Metcalf and Kamara mainly, so mm-hmm. and possibly Lieutenant Murray. So uh, possibly <laughs> Lieutenant Murray. Antoine got you at a good time, and I meant to mention this, and I caught Jay Bell at a very good time as well because he had a bunch of studs on the bench. So mm-hmm. um, I think uh, something that I will say is... Damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> where, did you, where did you find DeAndre Swift? <laughs> I found him floating around on the waiver wires after Antoine lost all hope in DeAndre Swift. And I paid a smooth, crisp $5 for him just to make sure that nobody snuck him away from me on a free bid and not a single soul bid on that man. So I got him for $5 and I could have got him for free. Yeah, that's a, I mean, if you would have, if you would have won, uh, it would have made this so much sweeter for you. And it, Antron would have been a bitter little French man. <laughs> Yes, but, uh, <laughs> yes, he definitely would. Have. <laughs> yeah, but despite the pleasure in the little French, the bitter little Frenchman, which sounds like an amazing children's book. Uh, <laughs> the I was root, I was rooting for Antoine in this because anyone that has a positive record right now, I really need him to lose. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, you you just got super super unfortunate. I mean, even. Despite the fact you had two monsters on by, you had had, had two mm-hmm. monsters on by, had a guy that usually gets targeted four times a game on average in McCole Hardman, who got targeted one time and didn't catch it. And that yeah, was I it. Mean, Mark Andrews with three, McCole Hardman with zero, Tanyan with four. I mean, those if, if those guys get just anywhere closer to the projection, you you probably sneak it out. So yeah, it yeah. All, not, all I needed was week. all, I, and 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 then even with that not happening, all I needed was Josh Allen to throw one touchdown at the end of that game, 
and I, I know asking for a touchdown is a lot, but I think in my mind, this is what I'm going to believe throughout the rest of this season. I think he would have had a chance at a touchdown had that penalty not happened on Stephon Diggs walking back to the line of scrimmage. And what a clown. Yeah, yeah, your team has no timeouts, and they are clearly in hurry-up two-minute two minute game plan. <laughs> and you are walking back to the line of scrimmage, and you don't get set before it's snapped. Offsides. Yeah, like, that'll get added to the worst effort highlight reel on YouTube. Yeah. Like your, your team has a chance to win. You're driving the ball. You're on the positive side of the field. And you, you get go. a penalty. And you're on a it's not like you're playing for the Jets either. Yeah. You're, really, you're yeah. on a really your, your good team. Your team is four and one at this point, just like the team you're playing is four and one. Like you're yeah. playing for something. No effort, man. Like I, I understand it's been a long game. He's probably busted his ass the majority of the game. But to to just throw effort out the window with a minute and forty five left in the game. You know, what I guarantee the hell, you dude? for the amount of money that man gets paid, my my fat ass would have sprinted back to that line and been ready to run her out. You oh, right. every time, every single Dang time, right. In, inexcusable. But uh, this is a pillow fight, man. This it, was, dude, it was. I, I I said it. I said it, and I'll say it again. I mean, Antoine caught me at at where my team was at its low point. And I honestly thought that last week wasn't going to be my low point because I had uh, Aaron Jones on by last week. But, it, you know, I, I was really kind of thinking that week five was going to be the bad one. And week five, I still somehow managed to, to pull something out there. But week six, week six, I hope, is my worst week of the year. I hope it's only up from here. Speaking of pillow fights, let's talk about Logan and Jay Clark. <laughs> 83, I was just about to say, 94. not so fast for the pillow fight of the week. <laughs> that might need to be a thing. Three points from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's a shame that Scary oh. Harry was vocal cords are still healing this week because he probably would have had a field day with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he would have <laughs> tore him to pieces. Yeah, I firmly, well I firmly believe you would see Aaron Rodgers in an Applebee's with his, a T-shirt tucked into his blue jeans. With like a big belt buckle, yeah, just and just looking like I mean, he's he's that kind of guy. He's that kind of guy. What kind of guy is that? Is that like your typical middle class fancy uh, <laughs> lifestyle? You're like, come on, baby, I'm taking you and the kids to Applebee's tonight. We're gonna get a couple appetizers, <laughs> chicken yeah. crispers. Yeah, the kids the kids can get sodas too. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if he still had that, if he had still had that handlebar mustache, that would be even more appropriate. Yeah, and we're all Dale Earnhardt t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, three points—that's terrible. If he gets seventeen points, he's win. He wins the game. Uh, but Logan has texted me a few times because that's just that's just ter- a terrible break. His team. Overall, was pretty solid. I mean, yeah, nobody went just the crazy. Rest, the rest of his team, besides Gasecki, and I mean his defense getting negative one, but you 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 take the defense out of the equation. Logan's team did absolutely great, besides Aaron Rodgers and Mike Gasecki. 
Yeah. It's, I honestly thought he would pull this one out, but man, God, I firmly believed in it. Kick a man when he's down. I hate that I had to give him his, his only win. Did we have, did we have a, a 500 IQ play this week? I, I do not believe so. Do you see I one? Think, I think Brandon Cooks is, is pretty. That would be a, a, a good nominee. That did take, that was pretty ballsy. So here you go. Actually, I'm not even mad. Amazing, because he's been he has been pretty garbo. Booty charge. I mean, last the week four, um, week five, he had a good week, little bounce back. But um, a lot of that you contribute to Deshaun Watson, whatever he's going through, like mentally. Him and Lamar Jackson kind of have a lot of the same uh, problem um, in that sense. But yeah, Brandon Cooks, great game to go nine for nine. You know the the yardage is not astounding. Sure, I mean to to catch every ball that is targeted at you, that's great. You you can't ask for for a whole lot better than that. Yeah, nine targets is great too, and just to just bring in every one of them. So I mean, you uh, you throw me out there on the field and throw the ball at me nine times, I'm not going to catch it all nine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think you'd catch? I don't know, probably four. <laughs> oh, four. I might, I might go for. Yeah, your ass ain't getting open, buddy. If he's if he's sending me on a post route, you know, forty yards down the field, <laughs> you might as well kiss that ball goodbye, bugs. It ain't gonna make postman. <laughs> Give me those <laughs> one to two yard dump offs to get that fourth and one conversion. That nobody hey, listen, if, you, if you would catch that ball, you're you're scoring. Hero. Hero. You're not. You're not. You're not coming down. <laughs> Playing against normal normal people, not these guys. Um, Other side of the ball. <laughs> um, here's a question for the two of you bastards. Is Kyler Murray the second best fantasy quarterback in the league this year behind Russell Wilson? Uh, Josh Allen's a contender as well. Um, I might have even thrown Dak in there before the <clears throat> heartbreak, but... Uh, I mean, Kyler's, Kyler's top five, absolutely. Maybe top three. So See, consistent. Here's my thing on Kyler. Sleeper shows him as number one overall. But what you have to look at is matchup. San Francisco was week one. He got 28.3 points. Washington was week two. Terrible defense. Got 34 points. Detroit, 25.7. Carolina 25 or 29, the Jets 28, and Dallas 32. Next up is the Seahawks. Then he's got Miami. That should be a cakewalk. Then Buffalo. Then Seahawks. Then New England. And the the latter half of the year, I don't think you see Kyler Murray getting these numbers. I think it's all. I think you do. I think you get. I think you get still get great fantasy numbers from Kyler um, because. You put up 34 points against, I don't know, you play like the Rams, the Steelers. He doesn't play the Steelers, but, you know, you put you up against a good defense. He's still getting 20-25. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and 20-25 is great, but I'm what I'm talking about is like these 30-plus games, like 32, 34, 39, 40, where, you know, all the stuff you're seeing – you know, these big games out of Deshaun Watson, the big games out of out of whenever Mahomes had his 48 points or whatever he got, I don't think you see that coming from Kyler. I think he's more consistent, 
as far as what average he'll bring you. But I think that average goes down at the end of the year. That's just my take on him. Yeah, I, I do think he's great. Don't get me wrong on that. I'm not discounting him. He, he is he has turned out to be a whole lot better of a quarterback than what I ever anticipated him actually being. Nine completed passes. Yeah, so he, he can move and and I, I do I do uh yeah, he respectfully, can take nine for 188. Like I mean that's he he gets the most out of it whenever he does throw that deep ball. Right. So I, I respectfully disagree. I think that uh Kyler is going to be he's going to be up there in in the top guys the rest of the season. I think he's proven that. Um but what what other conditions were in this game? And I mean, now that I look at it, it it's Zendale. I didn't watch this game. <clears throat> I didn't watch a whole lot of it because I mean, it, yeah. it was it was not interesting, very quick. So there was not a whole lot to watch there. Because I mean, for Kyler, I mean, nine for twenty four. You just look at passing yards. I mean, that's not that's not a great stat, but he. He, he he's got he's got legs. His wheels, he, man. His his wheels almost uh, almost a hundred yards rushing and a touchdown. I mean, that's where you're gonna get your I mean, that's what's what's got me with Lamar, you know, and, and making it so far is just that he, he rushes and, and gets rushing touchdowns. So I think that's why Collar's gonna be okay. I mean, if you if you look at the breakdown on just his rushing, he averaged over he had averaged exactly seven point four yards a carry. It's incredible. There's not running backs in the NFL that average close to that. Like I think Aaron Jones has the number one yards per carry right now, and he's at like 5.6. Claude Edwards-Alaire is as close to seven a carry. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's a little different, though, with quarterbacks because they can just get out of that pocket, and then there's nobody there, and they can can knock off 20 yards. Right. If you you get the right coverage, you you can see a quarter – even a slow quarterback or not someone that's not near as fast as Kyler Murray like Aaron Rodgers – whenever he is the master of that third down play where he runs it up the middle after he drops back, he'll get 20 yards on a, on a busted third down play. And he's not fast. Yeah, I could probably get about 15. You probably yep. could. You One probably more. At 75 too, can't you? <laughs> well, what was that? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I can't throw a 75. It's more like 72. Oh, okay. Makes sense. <laughs> Uh, one last thing I want to talk about here, and I wish Logan was here for it, but uh, Chase Claypool on uh, Jordan's team here. What do you guys think about him so far? I think that is your new uh, number one wide receiver for the Steelers. I think Juju has officially been dethroned. Deontay Johnson comes back. He's another deep threat. I think it's Deontay Johnson. Isn't that what his name is? It is. Yes, it is. Okay. And or Dennis Johnson. <laughs> the the only, Johnson has now been dubbed Dennis Johnson forever. The only plus side to that, if he does become Pittsburgh's new deep threat, is that Juju can actually go back to doing what he was doing whenever AB was there. And that's playing the slot and like being good as a good slot point. wide receiver. Yeah. It it could be a plus for Juju. It could be it could mean a, a hell of a lot less targets for Juju. You never know. And this burns uh, loaded up even more because he he just he dropped Claypool straight to waivers and yeah. then he got picked up. Yeah. And this could have this 
could have easily been from 16 to about 20, 22 points because I watched this game and he he caught a pretty good pass. I don't remember how far it was, but he, he got it on the one. They called it a touchdown originally and then overturning because his yep. knee was down. So that could have been two yeah. touchdowns day from him. True. Yeah, and, and the fact that he went four for four. I mean, he, he the dude has got the hands to catch it. I mean, yes, he's got, he, he, does, he does have a good quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger, whether people truly, firmly believe it or not, as a stand-in-the-pocket guy, is still one of the best quarterbacks out there. Because the dude's just got yeah. a cannon for an arm. All right, let's move it on to the last one here, which is Farson Diggins, right? And so uh, we've got a uh, – Got the defensive powerhouses going on here. The Giants and the Ravens. <laughs> hey, man, they both did okay. How did the Giants' defense end up? Oh, because it was against Washington. Okay. I was about to say, how did the Giants get 15 points on defense? And then I realized they were playing. Who is who was even quarterback for Washington now? Because it's not Dwayne Haskins. Oh, Kyle it's, Allen. Uh, Kyle Allen. Allen. Mr. Right. Carolina Panthers himself. Yeah, there you go. Um. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at this matchup, and it's like, oh man, great play! Oh, that's shit! Oh man, great play! And then like it's just like back and forth. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then you see Ronald Jones down here at the bottom. Man, dude came out of yeah. nowhere with that one, in my opinion. So, uh, Diggins is hat. Diggins team really is kind of looking like the Philadelphia Eagles, as he likes to describe it. Um, falling apart, but still just kind of barely hanging on. He's got to be happy about uh, Wentz on the bench down there with 33 points. <laughs> Another side of that with Matt Ryan with 39. Yeah, yeah, and then part <laughs> got Matt Ryan with 39.6. <laughs> oh, man. Both of I was, these guys I'm surprised he doesn't go for that quarterback. Julio Jones, Matt Ryan's tag. Because that is, I mean, Julio Jones is freaking amazing. If you have Matt Ryan, I don't see how you're not doing that stack every week. Yeah. And Julio. Man. Man, Julio is Julio's taken back over from Calvin Ridley. My my, my points for yeah. Ridley have gone down. <laughs> oh. um, okay. So, yeah, I mean. Did Diggins and Forrest uh, swapped this uh, Chenault guy that they've been that's been bouncing around from the waivers to to different teams named Austin? It appears Diggins. so, man. I guess I'm just waiting on this guy to blow up. He's gonna blow up, all right. Big old <laughs> goose. Wonder how the end of the road's coming from from Mike Davis before too long, but. It seems like they're gonna ride him for a little bit longer, man. I, I know Antoine's. Really upset about that CMC pushback again, but they they are they are not going to play that dude till he's ready, right? And, and for good reason. I mean, you you just invested a shit ton of money into him. He, they are not going to play him if they don't have to, right? So not a lot else to say here for this. Um, like I said, just kind of back and forth of like great, bad, great, bad. Um, and Forrest ended up coming out on top. <clears throat> the Diggins voodoo did not uh, did not work out this week. 
Is it a is it officially time to rule Todd Gurley as nothing more than a flex running back? I mean, I'm, I I probably would have said that at the beginning of the season, judging by just how he's been, even at the Rams and. Uh, I mean, he 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 has had good games. I, I will give him that. I'm not I'm not I'm not downing you this week, Diggins. I'm not I'm not trying to take a shot at you. He got 23 points against Carolina and then 18 against Green Bay. Those are those are good, respectable weeks. But I just I I don't know what happens with it. Like I don't know if it's game flow based. I don't know if it's the way he's feeling. I don't know. Like I I don't know where you could comfortably reside in Todd Gurley anymore at all. He, I mean, you say in the flex, it seems like that's all he has is flex running backs. Yeah, I'll take I'll take a shot at him. I'm playing him this week. You're gonna take the shot, okay? Take the yeah. shot. Miles Maybe Sanders, like Todd Gurley, and Raheem, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, and Raheem, it didn't, isn't a Mostert hurt now. Yep. Yep. He so, is. So is old Miles Sanders. Yep. Man. We got some flex running backs and just some plain old bench running backs. So I guess Diggins this week's going to be starting uh, Le'Veon Bell and Boston Scott. Well, let's uh, let's get into that. Let's get into our matchups coming up for Week Seven. Do that a little bit of prediction segment, here, wasn't it? Yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate the toss up. <laughs> we'll alley oop. Um, so let's see here. We'll do we'll do some music later but right now i'm gonna get into little known uh, history fact about the alley that was actually invented by uh jackie moon his mother came to him in a dream and they invented jackie that bird man little semi-pro it's been a while um all right well i'm gonna talk about logan and Bell's matchup um let's see here so Logan, the underdog, coming in at one and five, coming up against the Goliath of J Bell, five and one. Um, and I gotta say, I do think that Logan has a chance. Um, I want to, I want to pick him in this strong, mainly because I think that his receivers are um, really strong. You know, I like. You know, we talked about Cooks earlier. I think he's on the bounce back. I think that that'll continue because he's been so consistent. Michael Williams has been hot. Michael Thomas might be back this week. And so I really uh, I think it might happen. I think that may, that's going to be my bet for this matchup is Logan. I think that's a very safe bet. I think, I think Michael Thomas is the, is, the, is the key here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if he, if he comes game, back. Him has, going forward. Oh, sorry, Ed. My bad. No, I was just saying it's key for, in this game and for Logan's team going forward. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's time for his number one pick to actually be a number one pick. Because, man, the, the, Logan's been beat down for six weeks dealing with the ups and downs of of just everything to do with it. <clears throat> if it's yeah. not one thing, if, if it's not a, a wide receiver that has got an ankle sprain or a bad attitude, it's a quarterback that underperforms in a, in a very clutch game or whatever the case may be. Truth. All right, Hayden, who you got this week? I've got uh, Antoine versus Luke. Um, I've been looking at this one, and oh, you hate to pick against a 1-5 guy, um, but I'm going to. I think Antoine's team just looks better in most areas. 
So, uh, especially the running back position, as of right now, Luke's got uh, two Los Angeles Chargers running backs starting in his uh, running back in his running back slot. So, uh, <laughs> you know, even with Antoine's running back situation, I still uh, <laughs> like it better. And then uh, across the rest of the board, there's some subtle, some subtle advantages on each side. But overall, I think uh, I think Antoine's going to take it, and oh, Paul's going to. Have have it continue on the Bismarck short bus. Yeah, so you don't think we're going to get a, a bitter little French, Frenchman this week? Yeah, I, no. I, don't, I don't think we get a bitter little Frenchman. No, no wee-wees or poo-poos from, <laughs> uh, from this one. I don't believe so. All right, Colton, what's yours? I have got Scary Harry, Hayden Smith against the notorious team Diggins seems like every year Diggins always reverts back to team Diggins. He'll start out with some outlandish team name and then it just ends up going back to a default. Looking at this one. Sleeper hates me. <laughs> Sleeper does what hate you. This week, man, I, I, I will agree with that. I think they shot you low on some predictions, but I also think they might've shot you a little high. At, at this point, I think OBJ's biggest enemy is not himself anymore. It's his quarterback. Because if Baker has to come out and play hurt again and Case Keenum comes up, man, you're in for a rough treat through OBJ. Um, really, the only reason that I would like to see a Hayden loss here is just some, some separation between me and you in case I do happen to fall this week. Um, but in all reality, I think matchup matchup base, like looking at teams across the board, you do have an advantage on your teams. I think Sleeper just really shot you low on yours. But uh, I'll take a this, shot in the dark on this one and say that Diggins pulls out a win. This, this, is, a, uh, this is a big game. It is. This, this is a crucial game for both of y'all. Because I just edged uh, in the very early playoff bracket that I kind of look at every now and again. Last week, Diggles was in, and after me winning and him losing, he's out, and I'm in if the playoffs were to start today. So this is it's pretty big for both of us here. Yeah, we, uh, we'll we see. Last one here we've got before we get into the matchup of the week is uh, Jay Clark versus Forrest. What do you guys think about this one? I think this is going to be a good game. Yeah, this one's also a close one. Yeah, four and two versus four and two. This is a this is a a not not necessarily a deciding game for anybody, but uh, it's a good Drake in the lineup for uh, Jay Clark this week because obviously he sat on the bench last week with a bunch of points. Uh, I'll give you my pick real quick, and y'all can go over it. I am picking Forrest in this one because he has the Matt Ryan Julio Jones stat going. Mm-hmm. And uh, Julio Jones is, says he's questionable, but I'm just going to assume that he comes out healthy against Detroit, and I think they have a field day, and both of them put up big numbers. Um, he's got some other good matchups as well. Devontae Adams, uh, Houston, Aaron Rodgers, got to think he's going to bounce back from that terrible performance last week, get the ball out to his playmaker. Ronald Jones do his thing. Mike Davis do his thing with Noah McCaffrey. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking Forrest in this one. Yeah. I will also agree with that. 
because and and another thing just to iterate on on the Julio Jones deal, that dude gets a questionable tag every week at the beginning of the week, and I think that's like just like the, it's the veteran rest. Yeah, that's that's those veteran rest days where he might have something that's sore from a Sunday game or a Monday game or a Thursday game, whatever they may play, and they just sit him for like the first three days of the week. And he, I'm, I'm at whenever whenever you're Julio Jones, you do not have to practice football. <laughs> you you yeah. maintain your 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 athleticism, and then you go out and you do what you get paid to do, and you do a damn good job at it. Um, yeah, the the Julio Matt Ryan stack is great. I think Mike Davis is going to definitely do good against New Orleans because their defense is not that great. Who knows what Ronald Jones is capable of? Yeah, I, I think pretty well this one is leaning in Farr's favor. Yeah, and I don't really have a whole lot else to say. I pretty can just echo exactly what Hayden said, so I, I agree with pretty much all of that. I hate to not have any discourse in this, but I do agree that uh, I think Farr's is going to take it. All right, well, let's uh, talk about our matchup of the week. Honestly, that one probably could have been that. Yeah, so that, you that one easily could have been a matchup of the week. Uh, but this week we're going to do me and Colton, I guess mainly because we're both here, can talk about it. Um, but we are there's a there's a point eleven difference here in this sleeper prediction. Um, so why don't we let why don't we let Hayden give his thoughts first on what uh, what we got here with us? All right, let me uh, look at it. I haven't really overlooked it, but just looking at quarterbacks, you got Tannehill at Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh's defense is. Uh, pretty good, uh, if not great. So that's that's tough. And he, Josh Allen plays the Jets, so that's that's great for Colts in there. Um, if Ezekiel Elliott bounces back, uh, that's that's a key in this. And also Kareem Hunt's health, if he can come out there and uh, be a hundred percent, he's got a good matchup against the Bengals. He has like a different injury every week. He, it was like he took a nasty shot to the ribs. On the one yeah. play that I got to watch of that game, uh, he 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 caught a very good pass and just got absolutely obliterated in the side. So go ahead, Aiden. Sorry, uh, no problem. I'm just uh, overlooking here. You've got Aaron Jones and Kamara, Ridley, Metcalf is back. The big boys are back in town. Yeah, yeah. This one is this one is so close. Uh, this. And sleeper, sleeper, sleeper thinks it's going to be close too. Obviously, here um, matchup of the week. I'm going to pick against McKenzie and say Colton wins a tight one on the shoulders of uh, his receiving core having fantastic weeks with Ridley and Metcalf having great weeks, and then Josh Allen destroying the Jets. Yeah, and I'll tell you what scares me is my my front three there. I think you're right with Tannehill and Pittsburgh. Best option on waivers. Um, Lamar Jackson on a bye, so Colton's catching me with that. Um, I don't think he's getting 23. I might. I think he might pull out 15 to 18, maybe. Uh, Zeke had a horrible performance last week. Washington, uh, not a great defense, but not a terrible defense. And uh, I don't know, man. Kareem Hunt being questionable. And those three right there are my big money makers. And I just I, – I don't think that they're going to put up what they have been this week. Uh, the rest of my team I think is fine, but um, I need those three to show out. And Colton's team is so scary 
um, with uh, the two running backs going up against plus matchups. So F that and uh, Metcalf being back, man. I mean, basically number one wide receiver this year. Um, terrified. Yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey, I think I think uh, the Chiefs are going to air the ball out in Denver. Um, so I think the receivers could have a good day. So I think you're just fine there as you are pretty much every week with Travis Kelsey. So really the bottom three, you, you kind of have a swing there. Mm-hmm. But ultimately the, the top three, um, just kind of some good question marks on if they're going to get close to projections, have a great, you know, boom day, or if they're going to bust or just – just be average yeah we'll see man i, I mean I, I don't know colton what do you think i'm i'm honestly in total agreement with what you just said my my top three really have to have a good day and, and, and they will. Both, both running backs and the quarterback have to have a great day i i know that ridley should have a good day but it all just really depends i mean i've gotten a zero out of him before and we all know what that felt like. It, it sucked. Uh, DK's back. I'm happy to see that. Uh, Tanyan, I know you're you're going to absolutely smoke me at the tight end position. I'm, I'm playing him because I have to. And I'm honestly okay with it because of the bad taste that Mark Andrews left in my mouth last week. But I, I kind of was expecting a bad performance, and that's why I played two tight ends. Uh which I, I didn't really have a whole lot of other options. But DeAndre Swift, um, Atlanta's defense is not anything that I'm concerned with at the running back position. I'm just really concerned on whether or not they are going to stick with DeAndre Swift or if this is going to go back to, okay, well, he had 116 yards last week. Let's see what happens when we put Adrian Peterson, the old man, back in. And Swift only gets – seven or eight touches in the whole game. So that could be a big deciding factor. Um, I think both of our defenses are at a negative um, a negative matchup. I think that Carolina's team is sneaky good, even with Bridgewater's – Bridgewater? Not Bridgewater's – at, uh, <laughs> at quarterback uh, because they do have the deep threat of – Robbie Anderson, which I am playing against my own defense this week. So that does suck. Um, I want points out of Robbie Anderson, but I don't want the Saints to go negative on defense. Um, and I think that San Francisco really does have a chance to put a to put a hurting on, on the Patriots this week too. So. We'll see. I, but, I, I, feel, uh, I feel like Sleeper did both of us some justice on this one. <laughs> like me and you both have the highest projections out of the whole league this week at 131 apiece. Um, Sleeper obviously showed us some favor. We are a 50-50 split. Who knows? I mean, it it, it all comes down to matchups and performances. And I, I think I think it could go either way. Either me or you, you, you could extend on a five and one record or I could pull back positive. Yeah. I'm hoping that I pull back positive. The thing I take away the most for my, my selfish asshole is uh self is I'm ready for to see Mr. Kareem Hunt's projections go from 17 back down to seven. When Nick, <laughs> Chubb, when Nick, when Nick Chubb comes back. <laughs> I am not. So that'll probably happen like right as I make it into like the championship game, I'm not going to have any running backs left and just going to peter out and die. 
So they're they're, they're gonna they're gonna um, have Zeke sitting on the sidelines because the Cowboys are are one <laughs> fifteen at that point. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't Tony, do it. Tony, Don't Tony, do it to Tony Pollard's gonna be out there running for four hundred yards a game with no fumbles. I've got him too, but hey, oh, don't oh, speak hey, to look, him. Look that. Yeah, Pollard, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm, that, I'm not going that's, anywhere. That's another thing we need to hint on. You did mention that earlier whenever we were talking about the Antonio Brown pickup. You said, my bench looks like a wasteland, and it really didn't matter if I picked him up or not. My bench is nothing but backups for for insurance <laughs> policies is what it is. I've got Latavius Murray for Alvin Kamara. I've got Jamal Williams for Aaron Jones. Uh, I picked up a few random receivers today. Uh, Logan's probably going to be upset that I got A.J. Green. He may be happy that I got A.J. Green because it just it, it dumped another potential dud on, on my team if I decide to roll him out one week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got Landry who's not been performing at all of what the standards I was kind of expecting, and I don't know why I'm still holding on to him, but I am. Um, yeah, I, I'd – me and you are in similar similar situations. We have great teams with very lackluster benches. That's how it goes. We don't we don't yeah. have a fallback. Not at all. I need to work on that. But anyway, let's uh, let's kind of put a bow on it there. So I think that's a good closing point. out week six, moving into week seven. You guys have any final thoughts before we end it for today? Not on my end. How's that Shane beer feel? Oh, the Shane beer was great. I, I downed it pretty quick. I still Hope smell like a brewery, but uh, you know. Hope you're ready for another one next week. <laughs> maybe maybe you'll be the one drinking one next week. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll see. Hayden, anything? Oh, um, I have nothing. Nothing to add. Nothing to add. All right, we will. We'll get out of here. We'll end it on that. That will do it. Thanks for listening to me, Fulton, and Hayden. We will see you next time.